Hello and welcome to the July 5th, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe, and it is good to have everybody here with me today. And of course, it's wonderful to be there with you. First and foremost, I wanted to wish everybody a belated happy 4th of July, if that is such a thing. I had a relatively nice, for lack of better terms, 4th of July more a uh, more of a um july 3rd uh event for me in terms of at least getting to celebrate the holiday which is nothing more for me if i'm being honest with any everybody out there nothing more for me than a an opportunity to watch fireworks uh, that's the god's honest truth uh i don't i don't look at it as Independence Day or anything of that nature, and that's not because I'm not a true American or because I don't love our country, if if I'm being completely honest. And this is something that Mr. Joe has probably never shared with my audience. There are a couple of things that I'm not very good at, and first, first is history. So I don't know a whole lot about history. I don't know anything about dates. I don't know anything about America, I don't know anything about the world wars and the things that we've been through other than, of course, the 9-11 that took place, mainly because I remember exactly where I was and it was relatively recent. Uh, So I am well equipped to talk about things such as terrorism, things of that nature. Uh, But in terms of the history, uh, I do not know a whole lot about our history. I do know this, that I was also, at a, for a short period of time in my life, I was also enrolled in a part of the military, let's put it that way, which I don't talk a whole lot about, and I'm not going to talk about on this podcast. Uh, ultimately, it did not work out for several we- reasons, but I could say this, that it was not a dishonorable discharge by any stretch of the imagination. When you are mentally ill, you are able to get out of things relatively easy, even if those are things that you've decided to put yourself in, possibly because you lie to yourself and think that you are capable of, capable of handling something that you're really not, uh, mainly because your mind tells you so. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I'm not good at would be geography. I'm terrible at geography. And it's interesting because they both have to do with land and um, history and the world. And uh, I'm not good at any of them. I would call myself geographically illiterate. I can find where Mr. Joe's neighborhood is on the map for the most part. I could find a couple of other states in the United States. Um, Other than that, I'm pretty much clueless. So those are two things that uh, for some reason, Mr. Joe is not able to handle from a mental perspective. Um, and why I shared that, I don't know. And how we got into that topic, I'm not too sure. But I figured it was something that I'd make, make mention of in consideration of the 4th of July holiday. Now, we, um, we enjoyed our July 3rd because there has been 
a tradition that my wife and I have developed over the last six years. Um, about six years ago, her and I were searching for a good place to watch fireworks, and we had come across this private development, a uh, little, little outside of Mr. Joe's neighborhood, um, and we didn't know it was a private development. We had seen it advertised, and when we drove by it, it was locked up. It was locked up. The general public could not attend. It was just a little community that would be allowed to be in, involved and be able to watch the fireworks. So unfortunately, we didn't get to see it. But we thought to ourselves, you know, there's a school about a, a mile down. I mean, if everybody here can see the fireworks from their own private development, what would stop us from being able to see it from this school? So we went to this school, and I have to tell you, what a show. And it was clear to me that there were several other people that were aware of this, and each year it has, the school has begun, become more and more populated with people who come to check things out as it was completely mobbed as everybody sat on the track uh, slash football field of this particular school. Everybody takes their lawn chairs and blankets and brings the kids. And by about 9.30, all the fireworks went off. At that point, Mickey was a little bit too tired, but he did uh, engage in it a little bit. It caught his attention, and uh, he was able to make it through. He fell asleep on the way home and uh, slept through the night nicely. So it was a good night, and... Uh, we woke up on July 4th, and uh, I'll get into that in a minute, because the feelings that I had on July 4th, which was yesterday, which ultimately developed into a rather pleasant day for the most part, the feelings that I had, or at least that I woke up to, got me thinking a lot about my past, and believe it or not, my past manic episodes um, it was very interesting because Mr. Joe has described to his audience many, many times that I suffer from what we call mixed episodes. And yesterday, for the first time in a long time, um, I had developed a series of symptoms that replicated mixed episodes. Now, since I've been medicated, if you haven't recognized this, Mr. Joe has definitely had his little moments of mania slash depression, although much of them have not been long in duration, nor have they been high in intensity. They've been relatively short-lived, but for the most part, they've been isolated to either depression or mania. So one of the benefits of my medication has really been the fact that it appeared to have eliminated those mixed episode symptoms in which you cry and you're sad and you're happy and you're crazy and you're uh, much of what Mr. Joe went through for most of his life. Um, well, yesterday, unfortunately, I had a little bit of that mixed episode again. It was nothing that I couldn't get through. Here I am today podcasting, and I'm able to podcast about it, and we will get into the, the, the specifics in a moment, but I will tell you that I definitely suffered from some mixed episodes yesterday, and again, the feeling that I had, and I might as well stop hiding it at this point, I woke up extremely depressed yesterday extremely depressed, um, and in combination with the depression, I had an intense feeling of jealousy towards my wife for no reason whatsoever, nothing that I really could put my finger on. I was back to thinking 
that she was talking to people via text message because every time I looked at her, she was on her phone. <clears throat> Listen, it could have been work, could have been her friends, could have been anybody. But in my crazy, sick head, I'm thinking to myself, oh, she's talking to a guy. Again, my wife is one of the most faithful women that you will ever meet in your entire life. I could say this now because I am stable. When I am not stable and my mind is delusional, I think the worst. And as I am depressed yesterday, and when I say depressed, I had an intense feeling to cry. I had no energy. I was just down. I was just down and out, completely down and out. I did my best to put on a show. But what happens with Mr. Joe is, and this went on for most of the morning, is I become very quiet. It almost feels like a hopelessness, and that's what I had yesterday. It was nearly, it was, it was very hard for me to speak, because all I could think about were my feelings of depression. So I had a very difficult time communicating. Thank goodness that it was a relatively easygoing morning in the sense where something that my wife and I never do, because we are always running around rampant to take care of Mickey and his one-year-old baby needs as he pulls us from place to place and points of things he either wants to eat or play with, we were kind of like, you know what, we're going to watch a movie. <laughs> and for some reason, we put it on, and, and, and again, well, listen, we didn't sit there and chomp on popcorn, you know, like it was, uh, you know, with the lights off and snuggled up, because that's just not going to happen with the one-year-old running around. But you know what, we had him kind of entertain himself while we laid and watched it, and we watched an old movie, an old funny movie that um, I grew up watching called Kindergarten Cop, and I'm sure some of you know that, uh, many of you may not, but it's a, it's a pretty entertaining movie, it's nothing great, it's not going to win any Academy Awards, it's old, but brought back some memories as to when I was a young man, and you know, she, she happened to know the movie even though we're about 10 years apart, so we enjoyed it, we got through it, uh, but I'm not going to lie, I was distracted most of the time because of my feelings of depression. Now, in conjunction with my feelings of depression, my mind was racing. Again, about several things. Delusional about my wife and about the jealousy that she no longer wanted me, that she had a, a different man that she was talking to, real ridiculous stuff. But my mind also started racing about several things in my life, several several factors in my life. I mean, I thought back to so many different things as my mind jumped from one extreme to the other. I started thinking about the anabolic steroids that I took. I, I don't know why. Um, and, I, and I didn't write this down because they were so vivid in my mind. It was almost like I saw them. I don't know if anybody could relate to that. You know, when you're thinking and sometimes you're really manic and your mind is really racing, you could see, you could visualize, you put yourself back in that position. So I thought about anabolic steroids. I thought about myself injecting myself. And then my mind would jump to my older children and some of the sicknesses that they endured throughout their life, considerably um, intense sicknesses such as the Crohn's disease and the ulcerative colitis that my son Junior suffers from and I started thinking about some of his horrible days back in the hospital and colonoscopies and potential blood transfusions. Then my mind switched over to my daughter who suffered from seizures and uh, Lyme's disease when she was younger. Thank goodness she's doing well and ultimately I will say this. Last night, and it, it almost pains me to speak about it, because I don't like to when I have these horrible dreams. But I will say this. I dreamt 
about my wife cheating on me, but I also dreamt about my older son passing away. It gives me the chills. It actually makes me sick. It, it woke me up, and it was horrifying, absolutely horrifying. And I remember one, I don't remember the circumstances. I do know this, that in my dream, I held on to a pillbox, which had his medication in it. And I just cried and cried and cried over the fact that my son had passed away and that the pills that I had in my hand were unable to save him. So it's been a couple of days of real hell in terms of my mental stability and my mind. And one of the things that I started doing and saying to myself, because of those delusional thoughts yesterday and the mind racing that went on, is I said to myself, Mr. Joe, you got to be lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself in many, many different ways. And that took me to think about symptoms of bipolar disorder and whether or not lying is actually a symptom of bipolar disorder. And we, we can say this. You turn, you, you flip through the pages of the DSM-5, you look up on the internet bipolar disorder, characteristics, symptoms, whatever you want to label it as. I think that it would be incredibly difficult for you to find anywhere, well, I know for this for sure, in the DSM-5, you are not going to find lying as a symptom of bipolar disorder. It's not part of the clinical criteria by any stretch of the imagination. However, myself and many of us included, I would believe, have had several experiences or circumstances in life that lead me to conclude that there is a definite, definite connection between bipolar and not being so truthful. And as my mind started to race, I thought about the following things. I thought about the fact that, well, listen, you're not alone. I mean, people with bipolar disorder also lie. They're just people that lie. Now, what makes it worse? I don't know. A person that does not have bipolar disorder and just chooses to lie for some reason and just, you know, people know they're a liar, they get caught lying. Or is the person with bipolar disorder in which the issue can be dedicated to the fact that we might tell extra lies on top of the lies that every human being on the earth might tell already? Is that worse? than just the typical liar. And I thought about this. I thought about when I am manic, and mainly because my mind was racing, and I started to think about the lies that I was telling myself, I thought about the lies that I might have told others in the past, and that was one of the things that I started thinking about. And I put myself back into that position of, thinking of the circumstances that I found myself in, some of the dangerous circumstances. Not only did I think about the anabolic steroids, I thought about me doing some ridiculous things in terms of jumping on the hood of a car for no reason, and then somebody coming out and finding the dents on their on their hood and saying, who did this? I mean, me lying, so not me, not me. Um, you know, so these are some of the things that I thought about. And clearly I was in a manic state of mind when I did something ridiculous like that, almost embarrassing. But if you think about lying and let's just take the typical person, the typical person, I would think that people lie 
because they're just simply afraid of the consequences of telling the truth. And that would lead to probably, now I'm not saying it's not adults that do it, but more of the child mentality. I'm going to lie so I don't get in trouble. Now, again, <laughs> that, could, that could easily translate into being an adult and lying. Say you're at work and you get caught doing something and you have to lie about it so you don't get fired. I know that's a very general way of putting it, but let's, let's put it into perspective here. Maybe the regular, quote-unquote, typical person might feel compelled to present themselves in a more favorable light in a more favorable sense of the world. They want people to like them for who they may not be, and they present themselves in a way where people enjoy being around them and think they're great and think that, you know, people that with bipolar, without bipolar disorder can still have those characteristics. Uh, you know, I want somebody to see me in a favorable way, so I'm going to lie about certain things. I lie about myself, present myself in a lie. Sometimes we lie to others. I guess you would call that a little bit of a white lie to make someone else feel a little bit better about themselves. And I, I don't know if that's a good lie or a bad lie. I don't know if that's something that's just we, we, calling that dishonesty just so we don't hurt somebody else. Um, I would hope that my friends and my family would be honest with me and not look to avoid hurting my feelings and would rather tell me the truth. I guess you can call it somewhat constructive criticism as well, but for the most part, many people, typical white lie. People lie because they feel guilt. People lie because they are shameful of something that they have done and they don't want other people to know. And, I mean, if we think about some of our politicians, and I will not get political on Mr. Joe's bipolar podcast. I refuse to. Um, politicians might lie. Think about this as a parent. As a parent, we might lie because we find a situation where it appears that to us as a parent, the end justifies the means. Does that make sense? I, I believe it does. I'm going to lie about looking at my child's text messages because I don't want them to know that I'm snooping on them, but in retrospect, I'm trying to keep them safe. But really, as a parent, I'm lying. Sometimes a, uh, a private investigator, let's look at a private investigator who has been hired by somebody, they have to lie. You know, is that, does that make it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's part of their job. So it's very easy to see why um, many of these reasons for lying may come up rather frequently in the life of, of someone who is typical or with bipolar disorder. And, of course, we have compulsive liars as well. Those are people who just enjoy lying, get something out of it. I don't know the exact criteria for a compulsive liar. It's something that I've never looked out, but I can tell you this. Never looked up, but I can tell you this. When I come across one, I know it. And I'm sure that you do as well. And uh, listen, again, it's not, it's not something that I'm, that I'm bashing or putting down because in my heart of hearts, I believe that is a mental illness as well. And it's, it's a person who is a compulsive liar. There is a reason behind it, and that person deserves the opportunity to get the help that they need 
to help themselves not be, be that compulsive liar. If I have an opportunity to stop my madness and the way that I act in terms of my bipolar symptoms, well, why can't that person who suffers just a little bit more of the intensity of the lying have that opportunity to fix themselves? Now, if they don't do anything about it, and a lot of times they can't, because they don't even know that they're lying sometimes. Sometimes people lie to themselves. They lie so well that they just believe themselves. That's rather hard for a person to differentiate between. So um, interesting concept, something that I've never really looked into other than examining my own mind and recognizing the fact that I have a history of lying, a history of lying, something that I don't do anymore, and I'm thankful to that, but I believe it's also because I'm medicated. I also believe that as you get older, become more of an adult, and recognize the old cliche, simple fact that lying gets you nowhere, and the more, the more you lie, the more trouble you get into. Again, I know it sounds cliche, but as you get older, you start to realize, realize those things. Now, for someone with bipolar disorder, a.k.a. Mr. Joe, or my audience out there, in my opinion, there are a couple of other things that take place when we lie. And this is where my mind started racing to and examining the reasons as to why I lie. And I have to say that most of it stemmed from the thoughts of mania. Mr. Joe lied a lot while he was in mania. And, you know, manic symptoms such as grandiosity and impulsiveness. You do something impulsive, you're going to lie about it because you don't recognize the consequences that might take place afterwards. And then when you realize and you open your eyes, you're like, oh my God, what did I just do? You find yourself in a position where you have to lie about it. There is a lot to cover up and hide when we have bipolar disorder. You know, sometimes for us, even more than the typical person, the truth can really hurt. It really can hurt. You know, the symptoms of mania can all be shown to create a predisposition for telling lies. You know, you combine all those symptoms of mania. The likelihood of us lying amplifies the mania and fibbing, <laughs> for lack of better terms, they all share that same, same horrible, and when I'm not talking about hypomania, although we might lie in hypomania when we're trying to be romantic as well with a, with a woman or a man, but when we're in that deep, dark mania, it shares the same characteristics as lying, you know, selfishness, delusion, deceit, being an egomaniac like Mr. Joe used to do a lot or be a lot, self-gratification, um, looking to escape from things, looking to fulfill a certain feeling that mania brings on. These are words that are often used to describe the landscape of a liar. And they're actually very similar to mania, if you think about it. So mania with me, when I would have delusions, I would actually lie about the thoughts in my head. I wouldn't want to tell people what I was thinking. What are you thinking about? Why are you so off today? Well, nothing. That's a lie. Meanwhile, I got army men marching around me and squirrels running up and down my legs. Okay? So, I mean, but I'm lying about it 
I lied to my ex-wife for many, many years when I was in manic mode and having delusions and hallucinations and hearing voices because I didn't want to scare people. Maybe that's part of uh, the the old um, trying to lie because you don't want to hurt somebody, I guess, Um, justifying the ends justifies the means. That's what I said before. I was trying to think about my past phrase, didn't want to hurt. Here's another interesting thing, and I think this is more medication related, but I thought about the fact that so many times my wife would question me about things that I just completely forgot about. Just, you know, my cognitive problems that were presented either from my medication or my bipolar mood swings because for me a lot of my mood swings especially in mania they would result in me in completely losing my train of thought and my memory i would have memory lapses it's funny because on twitter somebody had posted a a tweet about mania and aggression it was actually john from uh, bipolar style great podcast if you haven't listened to it he's wonderful but he posted a Twitter, um, a tweet, um, and I believe it was by BP Hope, that website. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But I did, I did not read the article, but I saw some of the comments. And his question was, you know, do you get aggressive when you're ma- in mania? And he tends to not. Whereas I started talking about some of the horrible things that I did. Breaking mirrors, punching holes through a wall, putting knives to my throat. Uh, wrecking apartments, jumping on the hood of cars, fighting people for no reason, innocent people who were just walking by, drivers for no reason, chasing them down. And much of this I would not remember. And the only reason why I would remember is because my wife would be kind enough to remind me. So sometimes those memory lapses, because we don't remember certain things, would cause us to lie. I didn't do that. Really, you just have no idea, but you're lying. So, again, those, those, those horrible things that can take place when you're in manic mode can be very similar to the experience of bipolar mania. And in my opinion, bipolar and lying, they basically go together with grandiosity, that diminished need to sleep, those racing thoughts that Mr. Joe had, and that overall... Impulsivity, impulsivity and impaired ability to judge things appropriately. A person with bipolar disorder, especially someone like Mr. Joe, who thinks one day that he's a singer and I can't sing a, a damn note to save my life, <laughs> um, you know, but I envision myself on a concert, in a concert on stage. Um, I'm, maybe in that moment, I'm experiencing some powerful sense of being superior and having this entitlement. And I would walk around work back in the day, and I would, I would think to myself, "Up, oh, Mr. Joe's above all the rules. All the rules. No, I don't have to listen to anything because I have this superior self-image of myself." So I don't have to listen to anybody because I'm in charge. And believe me, I was manic when those feelings would come into play. 
you know, sometimes we feel um, unappreciated when really there is no reason to. And they don't care about me at work. Uh, look how hard I work. Nobody, nobody acknowledges me. Nobody cares about me. That aching feeling of being misunderstood and underappreciated, man, that is the perfect storm for doing something that we might regret in mania and then lying about it. And, you know, for me, during a manic episode, that normal, stable feeling is usually replaced by this alternate Mr. Joe that is convinced that I'm special and I, I am above everybody else in this world. And now I'm so wrapped up in myself that I can only perceive other people and events through my own self-engrossment. Nothing nothing compares to Mr. Perfect Joe. Mr. Perfect Bipolar Joe. Right here, right now. And people like me, when I'm manic, very similar to dictators or celebrities or superstars, uh, you know, we think that we're above the law. We think that we are more important than others, and great ones do not have to stick to the rules. We could do whatever we want. And that is the ultimate lying to ourselves. And when we are in those moments of those brilliant insights, I'm writing poetry, and Mr. Joe is writing rap songs, and I have this moment of revelation because I am now about to be an author of the new Mr. Joe bipolar novel. Because I'm brilliant. But the real truth stands in opposition to what I believe about my wonderful self. Well, I might do things and present myself in a way that um, you know, it was a lie. Because remember, grandiosity, the, the perception of grandiosity is not just of being special. It's a conviction of being superior, better than everyone else. This means having more value than others and more importance than others. That's the perception. The grandiose bipolar liar like Mr. Joe back in his extreme manic days is not just the center of the own delusional universe or world that we're above others. It also means that we're above the usual norms of typical behavior. It's a special sense of entitlement again. And that's why, for me, when I was manic and I consider myself to be a bipolar liar when I was manic, it's very typical for me, or at least it was typical for me, to not only express no remorse at all, but, and again, this might be that borderline sense of me, but I was to act a lot of times as if I was actually the injured person, the hurt person. In my delusional states, 
you know, I would, I would attempt to convince others that my malicious or horrible acts of control and domination of others was really their fault. They're the ones that I perceive to be manipulative or selfish or mean or nasty or cruel or out to get Mr. Joe because I am so paranoid. I'm so psychopathic at that time. I'm such an absolute wackadoo that I am the shining superstar and any attempt to curb the way that Mr. Joe feels is a petty and jealous attack by you morons, you typical morons, who resent the true greatness of Mr. Joe. Now, if that's, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if that's, if that's not a lie within itself, and that is how I used to act when I was manic. And I, I, is this true malice? Um, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't, I really don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if when we are manic, we even know what the hell we're doing. I, I really don't. I don't. I just know that there were so many situations, and if we want to look at it from a very general standpoint, there were so many situations, and I thought about this a lot yesterday while my mind was racing, in which I got myself into so much trouble because of my idiotic behavior when I was manic that I found myself lying. I found myself lying. Do you know how many times I stood in a store and mapped out a way for me to steal something? How I would examine the workers and where they were and the cameras in the store. And I'm, Listen, Mr. Joe is not a stealer. I'm not a thief. But I am when I'm manic. I am when I'm manic. And, you know, listen, did I ever walk out of a store with something? No, not, not since I was very, very young. But, man, if I was approached by people, they said, what are you doing here? I had a lie for them. I had a lie. But any worker that came up to me said, you know, can I help you? No, just browsing. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm thinking of the next way that I can steal a 32-gigabyte memory stick because Mr. Manic Joe has decided that upon going home, he's going to build a new computer that has multiple USB ports in it so that I can install extra memory or extra hard drive space by installing 32 gigabytes, 64 gigabytes. For those of you who are not computer people, you won't know what the hell I'm talking about, but my mind used to jump from one aspect to another. And <laughs> here's the kicker. If my girlfriend or my wife or somebody at the moment that I was dating had asked me where I was, I usually lied about that too. Where were you? Well, I was at the gym. And make it seem like I was doing something healthy for myself. <laughs> you know, so it was one lie after another when Mr. Joe was manic. <sighs> I mean, as simple as, God, I think I mentioned 
that even though I've been clean for so many years, I have not been clean. There were times where I used to crush up Wellbutrin tablets and snort them up my nose. Where were you? Oh, God. My stomach has been hurting for hours as I go in and out of the bathroom. Okay? Crush up a clonopin. Snort it up my nose. Well, I got a prescription. Uh, I'm allowed to do that. What's the big deal? Just did it in a different way. Mr. Joe doesn't do that anymore. But when you're manic, you don't care. Where were you? Is everything all right? Oh, God, I've had such horrible gas pains and stomach pains. Well, you know why? I got to lie because I'm doing something wrong in the bathroom and my significant other is wondering why I'm in there for so long. So, again, all periods of mania. Now, <laughs> I'm going to switch over and say why this is this is ultimately what made me think to come up with this topic is actually the way that I felt this morning. I talked a little bit about the depression that I went through yesterday, which ultimately subsided as I became more active and forced myself to do things throughout the day. Like, for, for, for one instance, I took my son and my wife and we went to a town pool in Mr. Joe's neighborhood and we got there and, you know, my son was awesome. He had a great time and it brought me a lot of joy and it kind of made me forget about my depression. Kind of snapped me out of it. But unfortunately, this morning I woke up and I felt the same way. And I couldn't move. I just could not move. So you want to know the first thing that came into my mind was how am I going to call in sick? What lie am I going to give? So here it is, the complete opposite of mania, something that I never even put my finger on and never even realized is that not only do we lie when we are manic, but we lie when we are depressed. And there are probably multiple reasons as to why we do so, but I'm going to explain to you right now why I did this morning. I woke up, I couldn't move, I was miserable, I did not want to work, I did not want to see anybody in the world, I could not face the world, so the first thing that went on in my head was, you're sick, you have a stomach virus, that's a good thing. Come on, compose an email, uh, I've been throwing up all night, so I don't have to go into work. Bam! I was like, eh, you know what? No one's going to believe that. It's, it's the day after the 4th of July. My son is sick. I just had a horrible dream. Might as well feed off that. God forbid he's dead. We don't want to think that. But you know what? It kind of correlates to, to the same thing. I had a horrible dream. I, I, I deserve to um, pine away in my house and think about that horrible, horrible nightmare that I had. And right, you know what? My, my son can't go to camp today. He's really sick. I got to go get him, pick him up from my ex-wife's house and, and take care of him. Lie number two. I said, eh, I'm not going to go with that one. That just seems too cruel considering the dream that I had. Lie number three. I have a backache because I pulled my back out so badly. And you want to know something? My back actually hurt this morning because a lot of times when we are depressed, we suffer from physical symptoms, physical ailments. Our bodies hurt, our bones hurt, our brain hurts, our feet hurt, our legs hurt, our arms, you can't even lift them. My back hurts. I have a backache. I pulled my back out swimming yesterday. <laughs> you know, so... I mean, just unbelievable how because I was so depressed, I thought of lies that I can come up with so I did not have to go into work. Guess what? Mr. Joe is here at work, 
and I pulled myself through it as, as difficult as it was. I, I got up, I brushed my teeth, I got in the shower, woke myself up a little bit, and I had my breakfast, took my meds, and I'm here. I'm here at work. I'm, <laughs> clearly, I'm not working because I found it more important to talk to my audience. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think you guys mind either. I'm allowed to take a little break. Even though Mr. Joe has not started his day yet, let's start my day talking to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast audience. Nothing wrong with that because I needed to share some of these things that I've been feeling. So bipolar and lying, is it connected? Yes. Is it wrong? Yes. Telling someone a lie reduces the lied thing that we say to a person from a subject to an object. That's the reduction we make. We lie to a person and we take away the subject and we talk about the object. That person cannot exercise their free will and personal judgment because they do not have all the facts. And rather, they become a prop for our acting, for our lying. So that lie to person is now no longer a subject, but in some aspect an object. An object for us to play with. An object for us to lie to. An object for us to be deceitful to. And a lot of times it's because of mania, but my goodness, don't forget about the fact that when we are isolated, sad, miserable, depressed, and in our bipolar depression state of mind, we will lie to protect ourselves as well from the rest of the world. So stay stable, stay on your medication, do what you need to do to be well. And I'm going to say this now before I say it at the end. I need you all to soldier on. If you are living with a mental illness and you're doing well, I need you to work hard. Continue to work hard. Do all that you can to stay well. If you love somebody or care about somebody with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to support that person in the best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to battle, continue to fight, and most importantly, I'll say it again, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Everybody have a great day.